Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. United States history was my favorite subject. It was guaranteed that I would get an A in the class. But once when I slipped up, the teacher wrote, C, not your best work. New girlfriend? <laughs> this past week, I pulled an old textbook off the shelf. Readings in U.S. History, 1865 to present. I purchased it for U.S. History class at Mississippi State. I dusted it off and began flipping through the pages. Here are a couple of excerpts from what I perused, which may bore you, but it has to do with the sermon, so deal with it. After a while, hard times began to pinch the Pullman Company as it did everybody else, and it began to reduce the pay of men. The men submitted patiently. Another reduction came, and the men again submitted, only asking, however, that their rent charge should be reduced and that their taxes should be reduced to correspond to the amount of reduction in their wages. Then it was found that these poor people were absolutely defenseless, absolutely powerless in the hands of a corporation that had no soul. All these things were denied them. Finally, the Pullman citizens came to the conclusion they might as well starve in defense of their rights as to starve while the proprietors of the town, the organizers and controllers of the corporation were feasting on the fat things that these men had made for them. This speech was delivered by Senator William A. Peffer of Kansas on July 10, 1894 in defense of the Pullman Company workers who had gone on strike due to a reduction in wages. The strike soon swept the nation and was a major turning point for U.S. labor laws. Here now, another excerpt from a turning point in our nation's history. We come then to the question presented. Does segregation of children in public schools solely on the basis of race, even though the physical facilities and other tangible factors may be equal, deprive the children of the minority group of equal educational opportunities? We believe that it does. We conclude that in the field of public education, the doctrine of separate but equal has no place. Separate educational facilities are inherently unequal. Therefore, we hold that the plaintiffs and others similarly situated for whom the fact, for, for whom the actions have been brought are by reason of the segregation complained of, deprived of the equal protection of the law guaranteed by the 14th Amendment. This Supreme Court opinion was delivered by Chief Justice Earl Warren 
in May 1954. Brown versus Board of Education was a hallmark decision on the constitutional validity of the separate but equal clause and declared segregation unconstitutional. I could continue and perhaps bore you well into the afternoon with other writings and events throughout the course of our United States history in which this nation became greater because the status quo was challenged. And because it was challenged, positive change was made possible for all by the efforts of a few. Even if those few risked their lives, their jobs, and their livelihoods to make change possible. Change that we benefit from today. Change that was not only necessary at the time, but a privilege that we enjoy in our country today. Let us not forget this country was founded upon challenging the status quo. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in general, Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of right, ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. Them are fighting words. The Declaration of Independence, the document upon which the words of our freedom are written, was a direct challenge to the authority of King George III and Great Britain. It called into question the status quo. Those who signed it risked their lives, their jobs, and their livelihoods for this change because they were not happy with the way things were. The status quo is good. It is necessary. It provides security. It provides guidance. It ensures peace and stability. It is defined as the existing state or condition of things. However, however, also necessary at times is a challenge to the status quo. Challenging the status quo is the foundation of our country, and it allows our country to continue changing for the better. In our gospel lesson this morning, we read about a challenge to the status quo from a peaceful protester who not only risked his life, but he lost his life and brought about change and transformation. Change and transformation that we as Christians definitely benefit from in the aftermath of his life death, and resurrection. Show us your credentials, the chief priest and the elders say to him. Who gives you the authority? Who gives you the authority to enter Jerusalem as if you are the emperor? Who gives you the authority to cure the blind and the lame in the temple? Who gives you the authority to drive out the money changers? Who gives you the authority to teach here? Who gives you the authority to be called son of David? The chief priest and the elders want to know about his authority so that they could have a reason to arrest him because he was a direct challenge to the status quo and a direct challenge to the status quo was a direct challenge to them and their power. The ultimate reason he was put to death is because he was a challenge to the way things were. And you can't challenge the status quo and remain in good graces with those who wish to maintain the status quo. We claim to mirror our lives after this person. 
this challenger of the status quo, this Jesus of Nazareth. Therefore, our calling, we too are to challenge the status quo like he did. When we mirror our lives after Jesus, then we cannot stand for the way things are. We must be a voice for the voiceless. We must erase the great chasm between the rich and the poor. We must stretch out our hands to those on the margins of society. We must knock down the barriers of race. We must recognize Christ in the stranger. We must respect the dignity of every human being. We must love radically. We must listen carefully. We must do justice and love mercy. Through our baptism, God has given us authority. Through your baptism, God has given you authority. Authority to challenge the way things are. Authority to challenge the status quo. Go and do with God's help. Amen.